All right, we're back at it. Wim Team Podcast here. Um, really excited to have Laylee Williams in here. Laylee is a uh, a well-known colorist, I believe is what she goes by, but hairstylist slash uh, future salon owner, all that kind of stuff. Uh, really cool to get into her story. She's had a lot of success in a very little amount of time, and uh, we kind of talk a little bit about that and um, and how that happens. You just can't, you know, you can't just be good at at what you do. There's a lot of other things that come with it in order to uh, to achieve the level of success that Laylee has. Uh, really good time, definitely a lot of laughs, a lot of fun, and uh, learned a lot uh, about Laylee as well. So I uh, hope you enjoy listening to it. Uh, hit us up, wimty.podcast at gmail.com, wimty.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, write us, let us know what you're thinking. Later. Right, episode twenty-four, WMT podcast. My guest today is Laylee Williams. Laylee, what's Hello. up? How are you? Good. Welcome to the podcast. I'm we're, happy to be here. <laughs> we were talking. We were talking earlier about podcasts that you listen to. Yeah. Beforehand, and you mentioned uh, what? Serial. Dirty John. And Dirty John. Yes. Well, and I watch something that's embarrassing. It's called Straight Up with Stassi, and it's like trash. Like it's yeah. about reality TV, and it's it's called what? <laughs> Straight Up with Stassi. 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 <laughs> I don't know. You didn't bring your iPad, Do man. Well, you're supposed to look oh, stuff gosh. up. Oh gosh, it's so I've stupid. Got a, I've got a computer right here. <laughs> She's like a Bravo celeb, like celebrity. Uh. She was like on a reality show. Now she has her own podcast, and she like, I don't know. She, she just talks, and I think it's kind of funny because she makes fun of people. She's very dry, and I yeah. I'll check it out. She does like I'll current. She does like current events too. And <clears throat> Stella's <clears throat> no straight up with Stassi. S T A S S I. And she's like really pretty too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> She looks like she could be a Fox News reporter. Is she not? No, she's just. <laughs> no, she's just a personality. She's just a reality. How did show. she? How did what reality show is she on? Do you watch Bravo? No. Oh, well, it's my favorite. We have Apple TV. We don't have cable, so I have the Bravo app because that's the only shows that I watch, mm-hmm. you know? So she was on Vanderpump Rules. I don't okay. understand what that show is. It's about people that work in a restaurant and they're pretty and they live in LA. And yeah, see, every time that it was shits. like Mellow Mushroom, but glamorous. But, every time that <laughs> but everyone was attractive. Everyone hangs and out. Probably and had money before yeah, they were working. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. See, I never see them in a restaurant. It's, it's like always in some fucking penthouse and they're just being assholes to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what the, it was. Oh, the only show I ever watched on Bravo uh, was an ex girlfriend of mine made me watch it, and it was about like. It's probably almost a decade ago, but it was these rich kids in New York oh, that like, that? uh, they all sucked. They were all terrible humans. Um, and all they did was talk shit about each other, but it's like these high schoolers that go to this prep, like the super ritzy prep high school and they go on dates with each other, like five star restaurants and shit. What? And it's really just super overprivileged white kids that all go to school together like and talk shit about TV each other. Show? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I have I don't. no idea what it was called. It was awful. It was terrible. 
10 but, years ago, I was watching The Bachelor, and I was like, if I'm not married by the time I'm 25, I'm signing up. <laughs> I got married at 25. Oh, well, so. there you go. <laughs> Shout out Seth. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out hubby Seth. That's awesome, though. You, uh, you and you and your husband dated for how long before you got married? Um. Okay, so we got engaged at a year. We were That's engaged. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first time I hung out with Seth, I went home that day and told my mom I was going to marry him. Oh, you have one of those stories? Yeah. Good for you. But we kind of grew up, not grew up together, but we've known each other since we were babies. Okay. So Seth's parents, both of our parents were divorced. So when Seth's mom and dad were married and my mom and dad were married, they were really good friends. And we all have, you know, siblings around the same age. So we would all like hang out and... I mean, I would hang out with, like, his sisters because that's five years older than me, so I never really hung out with them. But, you know, we were, like, in the same little group. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was 21 when I met him. Met him, like, started hanging out. So, anyways, we got engaged after a year. We were engaged for two and a half, almost three years, and now we've been together for five years total. Nice. So, yeah. So, we were together for, like, Three and a half years before we got married. That's pretty. I'd say that's pretty usual. It's a good, yeah. 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 We lived together and everything, too, so we really yeah. tested it out. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you have to. Yeah. I, I couldn't have, imagine it. I, yeah. You know? I um, guess every it's different for everybody, but. Yeah. When, when my wife and I first moved in together, though, it was pretty it's pretty easy. I think it was mm-hmm. easier than it. Like, of course, like the first couple of weeks we had those conversations, like <clears throat> trying to be really polite, like. Is there anything I do that really bothers you? Yeah. You know? And she was like, well, I wish you'd shut the bedroom door when you leave so the dogs don't get on the bed. I was like, that's really easy to do. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not something that's like, I wish you weren't insane. Yeah. You know? Or like, I wish you weren't so crazy. Like, that's an easy problem to fix. Yeah. Well, so. I've always said that if Seth was not my husband or fiance or boyfriend or whatever, I would still choose him as a roommate because he's very clean. He j- And I mean... He he's just a good person to live with. He's easy mm-hmm. to live with. I mean, you know, like there's he's a little OCD, mm-hmm. but it's fine. I kind of I need that little extra. Hey, like, yeah. Do your do your shit. Mm-hmm. So well, it good. works out. <laughs> I've, your husband's a great dude. I've every yeah. every conversation I've ever had with him has been uh, mm-hmm. nothing but enjoyable, and yeah. uh, always always coming away from it feeling pretty good too. Mm-hmm. He's an inspiring dude as well. So. Yes. Yeah, I really, I really dig Seth. Maybe one day he'll be on here. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to have him on here. He would be good. The Drift Gallery. Mm -hmm. Like, is he? Is he like a professional fisherman now too? (laughs) He wishes. He's Um, catching them for sure. So we have this deal worked out, and I feel like this is our secret to a happy marriage. Is on Saturdays I work because I'm a hairdresser. So Saturdays I work every Saturday. So that's his like fishing day. Like. Without, you know, he always knows Saturdays he fishes, like sun up to sundown. There's no problem there. Sunday is family day, and you do not fish on <laughs> Sunday. But, I mean, there have been exceptions. Like, if I have something to do, I'm like, hey, you can fish on Sunday. And he's like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> it's like wife of the year. That's really funny that you mentioned that he that um, that he's OCD, though, because uh, just seeing, being a fan of his artwork, mm-hmm. I, I get it like his art is so meticulous and so perfect uh-huh. and it's yeah. got to take him hours and hours and hours to yeah. perfect it so it i does. could almost see that it like does. you can almost see almost an aspect of some sort of 
Uh, not OCD. That's just uh, maybe well, that just turns like overused, attention to detail. Absolutely, mm-hmm. very close, very yeah. close attention to detail. But you don't think that artists are normally like that. Mm-hmm. You think they're kind of like, kind of like messy. And, mm-hmm. But Seth is a different kind of artist. I read this article like years ago that artistic people, like a true artist, they're the hardest people to love because they they're wired differently. You know, I mean, their brains they're just different. Like for someone to be able to like create something that's so I mean incredible like like an artist can they're not like the rest of us <laughs> yeah well I'd say you're so, an artist mm-hmm. when, yeah, do but you I'm consider not yourself that, an I am, artist yes but I'm not yeah. I'm not like Seth Williams I'm not cool. like Seth Williams level artist yeah well it's just a different kind it's yeah it is. I'd say it's yeah, just different true. just like um you know, you said uh, you did Jessica Height. She's the the violin player from Imogen. You did her. She's an artist today, today, but she's a violin player. Yep. You know, I love her. Um, so uh, so yeah, let's get it. Let's get into a little bit of of that about um, you know, kind of one of the main reasons we have you know we invited you on the show. Um, you basically uh, built a uh, a business that involves creativity, a uh, little bit of artistry, attention to detail, all that kind of stuff. Um, basically by yourself you know i'm sure mm-hmm. you've had mentors along the way I have, but yeah, now you're a uh, now you are your own standalone entity i am self-employed yeah so let's talk about what you do so uh should we start like where i'm at now or how i got to where i'm at now let's start for, let's start from the beginning okay like like what got you interested in what you're doing first of all just so people know I, <sighs> how could you sum up what you do uh i'm a hairstylist okay i would call i like to call myself a colorist because that's what mm-hmm. i like to do mm-hmm. I'm trying currently to build my business based on um, being like a color specialist and extension specialist. So that's something kind of new that I'm trying to gear towards. And um, yeah, so I work for myself. I rent out a chair at a salon and I make my own schedule. Um, But yeah, so that's what I do now. But literally one day I woke up and said I want to go to hair school. (laughs) How how long ago is this? Uh, When is this? Um, I was 22 and Probably, I'm 26. Um, so two, yeah. four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. <laughs> right on. So not that long ago. No, I'm actually a baby in the industry yeah. and I hate to tell people that cause I feel like it, people are like, you know, she, she's only been doing it for this long. Like, do I trust her? But I think, you know, my work speaks for itself. And, Absolutely. Um, I got you know, I had really good mentors along the way and, you know, in the beginning and still now I spend all of my extra money on education and like going out to California and, you know, just how can I be better? How can I be better? How can I be better? So, but, um, yeah. So that, what was that four years ago? I just, honestly, I was, I was working retail and I was in college and I was, thinking I want to get like a business degree or I was going to do real estate or something. I knew I wanted to like work for myself, but I didn't know how I was going to do that. And, um, yeah, I, I was like, I'm gonna go to hair school. And my, my dad thought I was crazy. My mom, she was like kind of supportive, but where are you going to college? Northwest Florida. Okay. I will, Fresh out of high school, I went to college in Alabama at Troy University. I did the whole sorority okay. thing. <laughs> yeah, right It on. was like the 13th grade, though, because, like, everyone from my high school went to Troy. Which, what high school did you go to? Crestview. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. You know, quite. A, I went to Crestview High School mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, quite a few. I, back in the day, it wasn't as much, but I remember quite a few kids would go to Troy. Why is that? Is it because they offered the in-state tuition? In-state tuition, yeah. Florida, yeah, for Florida. Yeah, there? so I was considered in-state, yeah. and their like ACT score requirements were the same for Bright Futures. So I yeah. had. I went on a full scholarship. So they they would accept the Bright Futures as well. So they, they would didn't take Florida accept. Money. They did not accept Bright Futures, but the requirements mm-hmm. to get a full ride to Troy okay. was the same to get a hundred percent. Oh, Bright okay. Futures. So fair enough. Anyways, so you, so you went to Troy. What did you think of Troy? Um, it's in the middle of nowhere, it right? It was just like Crestview. Yeah, it is. It's like a university in Crestview. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. I was uh, I yeah. drove through there like a couple months ago, and I was like, it's this like, place is a. You know, not yeah. a not a good place to be. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like so... it's, this isn't a place. Well, that the I think only I thing would to like do to is like, you know, go to frat parties. Yeah, and it was uh, that's fun for yeah. like the first semester, and then you're like, how many kids that you graduated with went there or went oh. or went to school with? Would you say 50, 60? No, no, it was maybe like fifteen. Yeah, it was probably like fifteen of us, but still. That's a lot of people when you know all of them Mm -hmm. and you're trying to go off to college and find yourself. Yeah, especially when you you probably grew up there as well, right? Mm -hmm. So you you knew them, you probably went to school with all those kids the whole way through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was there for like a year, year and a half, Mm -hmm. and I came home, went to Northwest Florida, and you know, just started taking classes, getting my AA, stuff like that. What sorority did you pledge? I was a Kappa Delta. Tell me about Kappa Delta. Why'd you choose Kappa Delta? Um, okay, my aunt was a Kappa Delta at okay. Troy, so I was what you call a legacy. Yeah. So, um, and it was like, it was, you, I don't know if you know, do you know about fraternities and stuff? It was like the number one sorority mm-hmm. in at Troy. So, yeah, I just liked it. And, yeah. What well, was the craziest thing you had to do pledging? <laughs> I can't tell you that. <laughs> yeah, why not? No! Why not? Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. No! Oh my gosh! I'm right. blushing what's the, right now. What's no. the second craziest thing? <laughs> no! Oh my god! Honestly, like I want to know how I want to know how oh hardcore that is because I went. Uh, one of my really good friends was pledging a fraternity at the same time, and I went to a couple. I think of the fraternity pledging is yeah. completely different than sorority yeah. pledging. It's just like, you know, the girls are. Everyone just basically like wants to fit in. It's like who's yeah. the prettiest? Who's you know? So it's competitive. Really yeah yeah backstabby backstabby um <laughs> i mean i loved all my sorority sisters yeah they were they were very nice girls there wasn't the one that everyone talked shit about well yeah but <laughs> <laughs> there's a few my best friend in the sorority her name was nina or is nina and she was this little filipino girl she's like this tall and we would like smoke cigarettes in her car <laughs> when we were supposed to go to chapter which is like the weekly meeting and i was like i don't want to go to the business you smoke cigarettes in her car with her yes okay. her, and i never smoked cigarettes before in my life mm-hmm. and then here i'm with this like really precious little asian girl and she's like chain smoking I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> it was the weirdest thing ever yeah so weird right on so okay so no crazy no crazy pledge stories mm-hmm. so is it is that kind of thing um once you're a, you said Kappa Delta? Once you're a sister. Yeah, you're always? Yes. So I'm, I'll be a Kappa Delta forever. Yeah. Do you have a secret handshake? There's a secret knock. A secret knock. There's like a secret, uh, there's this big thing in Kappa Delta called AOT. And if you say AOT, it means like you are, it's like, I swear on the Bible pretty much. Okay. And I cannot tell you what that means. So sorry. AOT? 
AOT. Yeah, yeah. But it's like Pinky Promise. It's like Pinky Promise. Yeah. yeah. It's like the highest form of, like, I promise. Do you ever use your knock? No. <laughs> I didn't know if that's like a thing like you do just to know if, pe- like, if someone would notice it. I honestly, I was only, I was there for like a year and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's people that you know they're like in a sorority forever and i was not that yeah. person i was like okay cool i'm out yeah did you get a tattoo no is that a thing yeah that's a thing no it's more of like a frat tat thing that's what the guys do like mm-hmm. the fraternity guys they'll get like a yeah like the black fraternities get branded and shit like oh did you know that i've never been to a black fraternity thing yeah a lot of the a lot of the guys in the black fraternity you'll see a lot of nfl players do it because they get in fraternities when they go to oh, play college no. ball I, they I have the brands that. on their arm and shit that's a that's like a black fraternity thing oh jesus sororities get tattoos yeah you know what i learned uh, none of my sorority <laughs> sister stuff my you know has got one who my girlfriend's got what one. was she um fuck i don't know <laughs> i don't know Somebody. where'd she go to school uh come on I don't know. I was. I know it was in. Um, Where's she like from? Like bumfuck nowhere, Georgia. Oh. There's like know. there's like a billion schools like down south, but she's not from down there. She's from northern. See Georgia. that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff is really intrigues me. Like the secret handshakes and all that yeah. shit. Like when I went to. Uh, it's so weird. I lived in College Station, Texas, for a little while, mm-hmm. which is like, the the George Bush Library is there. It's like ultra conservative, major like majority white school and um it's where texas a&m university is oh and i worked at a place called boston's and like this uh the head manager like he'd always shake my hand in a weird way and i was like what's this guy's deal like every time i'd see me shake and then one day i saw like there was this pamphlet out about freemasonry and i like i was like what the what the fuck is this and it's just just a bunch of like white people on the pamphlet and shit (laughs) And uh, he came. He came up to me, and he's like, "You see that? You see that pamphlet? You interested?" I was like, "Dude, I have no idea what you're even talking to me about." So I finished my shift that day and like went home and did some, like a bunch of research on the Freemasons and shit. And I don't got really know it. Isn't it oh, like you got lost? Yeah, <laughs> like fucking Illuminati. Yeah, shit. I was like, I need yeah. to quit my job. <laughs> this this dude is not trustworthy. <laughs> what know? is a Freemason? It's exactly. Is it? It is like a fraternity for like older. Men, yes, right? it's a non-college yeah. fraternity. Um, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a black Freemason or anybody that except for a white guy. A lot of presidents have been Freemasons. Do you know there is um, a chapter like their meeting places downtown Fort Walton? Have you ever seen it? Well, They're all over the place. Like, yeah. I think even the Shriners are part of the Masons, right? Oh. I don't know that to be true. I don't know for sure. I thought I've, yeah. I've always thought the Shriners and the Freemasons <laughs> were different things. I'm not saying they're the. I just I thought they were like a, a sect. Like a sect of that. I don't know. Shriners um, are like the old men, right? It's like for grandfathers. Well, I don't know that you necessarily not, have to yeah. be. Maybe it got popular when they were younger, and now they're just all old as shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they no, wear those got, little hats. Yeah. They've got uh, Masonic principles and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just a different So society. what is a Freemason? It's just, it's that. It's a fraternity. It's a secret yeah. society you get offered, like, to join. Basically a fraternity. Like, they help each other out, like... Um, if you know, if you know another Freemason, a lot of times, like, you know, they'll do special things for you. They, but they also do a lot of good for the community as well. But Hmm. I think there's some weird stuff going on. I'm suspicious. Well, yeah. A bunch of old white men getting together. You've got to be afraid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah, Especially without the tiki torches. (laughs) Cause then you don't know. At least if they have a tiki torch, you know, like they're out. So, okay. Anyway, back to 
you fi- you finish uh you finish at Troy, you come back home, go to Northwest Florida State. Yes. Um so I was working retail and I was a nanny too. So that was really fun. Made great money doing that. I wish the kids never grew up because yeah. that was such a good job. And um let's see. I went through an awful breakup. You know, like the one breakup that everyone Right at about it, 20 years old, 20, It was yeah. awful. It was horrible. I, like, swore men off, and I'm pretty sure he's not even straight anymore. Mm. So I'm like, what was, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what, maybe, like, a year later, I was at a tacky Christian sweater party, and I ran into my friend Logan, and... I drunkenly said to her, which is so out of character for me, I was like, I heard your brother's back in town. Her brother was Seth Williams. Okay. (laughs) And she goes home and tells her brother that I was asking about him. I don't even really remember, like, why I would say anything at all. But anyways, ended up, um, Seth and I got together, went on some dates, and um, started dating. And uh, I hated my job i mean i would retail sucks i yeah. mean you work all the I time i did it for a couple of weeks and it was it, awful yeah. and i mean i just you know when you're at that point in your relationship where you're like um will you go check thanks i'm sorry go ahead um you get at that point in your relationship where you're like oh like i'm working all the time like where's the you know, you. I just started to wonder. I'm like, what am I like working towards? Yeah, yeah. You. I feel like you can. I w- I hit you a get point. Get to a place like that pretty quickly with jobs yeah. like that. Yeah. So uh, basically, I woke up one morning and I was like, I'm gonna go to hair school. The guy that at the time that, well, he ended up being my mentor. I was in. I was getting my hair done at this salon and that I've been going to for a long time. And Jonathan was doing my hair. And I just, like, looked around. I was like, he has, like, a good life. He drives a nice car. He seems pretty cool. Seems like he likes his job. I think I could do this. So um, I went to hair school. My teachers hated me. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I think I just didn't really Did like you have to... an attitude? Or... No, I think it's that... I mean, one of my teachers straight up said, you do not like to follow directions. And I was like, no. Like, I thought that was the point of being here. <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. we got to be creative. Yeah. But in reality, hair school is like, you're like rolling perms. And it was awful. I absolutely hated hair school. I don't know how I got through it. it so, you awful. were basically learning a bunch of stuff that you were That really I would never apply, use. Yes. That you didn't want to do on the outside anyway. No. Yeah. I literally told myself, I'm going to stick a sign on the door wherever I work that says, I'm not doing an effing perm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was horrible. Do people still get perms? I think like old ladies. Yeah. Okay. I've never done one since hair school. Yeah. Well, and honestly, they're probably not going to pay more than $40 for a hair yeah. thing anyway, right? Yeah. Welcome There's like it. certain salons that I think do that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, where was I going? The Snowbird special. Anyway, you said you weren't a good student. I was not a good student yeah. at all. So, and, uh, so you finished? I finished, got my license, and crazy enough, uh, so the guy that I told you, Jonathan, that was doing my hair whenever I decided I was going to like go to hair school, he like kind of, I would say he inspired me to go to school, hair school. Um, the salon that, well, while I was in hair school, I started assisting him on weddings. He asked me, he called me one day and was like, hey, are you in hair school? I was like, yeah. 
want to assist me on this wedding this weekend. My assistant isn't going to be here. Can you help me? I was like, yeah, sure. So that turned into like constantly I was assisting him. And then I met another really great hairstylist. It ended up being another mentor for me. Helped her all the time. As soon as I got my license, the salon that they both worked at, they had an assistant position open up like a few days after I got my license. So literally within days, I became an apprentice at this I would say the best salon in town. So I ended up being an apprentice there and I just like sat there and obsessively like watched everything every single person did. I was like, okay, how are they doing this? How are they doing that? How can I do it better? I just watched people like how they treated their clients too. And you could see like, you know, some guests, I could tell they didn't like this, right? You know, you just, it's, you know, relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I started working for the salon. I got, like, my own chair, and I was on commission and all that. And then I, like, looked around one day. I was like, I'm not making any money. I was still bartending at the time. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're, like, taking 60% of my money. I'm not making anything. Yeah, like, that's how the – What? Yeah. That's the, how tattoo shops work, too. Yeah, a, it's, a lot of it's them. normally, like, a 60-40, or maybe one day yeah. you'll work up to 45-55. It's crazy. Yeah. Most tattoo shops are like 50-50. Like the shop gets 50 and the Shit. tattoo artist gets 50. That's why you tip them. I thought you just rent your space, like you rent your chair. There's two options if you do hair. It's commission or booth rental. And, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone starts out as commission because you don't have a clientele. You don't you, well, you don't know anything yet, or at least mm-hmm. I didn't. And I was like, you know, walking in, eyes wide open. So I did that for like a few months, and I was like, you know what? Screw this. I know that I have a good following, and... I'm going to work for myself. How did you develop your following so fast? Honestly, I think that I did like a few girls hair and bartending. Like I knew so many people working at Mellow. Yep. Like Dan Collins' wife, Casey. Mm-hmm. Randomly, Casey like called me and was like, hey, um, do you remember me? I'm Casey. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, I was so excited. Except she sounded more like a mouse. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love Casey. So excited. I was so excited. And I was like such a newbie at that time and i was like oh my gosh this girl trusts me to do her hair and it was like i did her and then you know did a good job Mm -hmm. and that just it was like then the girls at mellow and then it just it just kind of like you do a good job and people will talk about you and then Mm -hmm. more people want to come in so and social media I was that was bring the that big. I for, I forget about that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. gonna say I think you've done an amazing job with your social media. Every head of hair that I touched in the beginning, I posted it. Yeah. I would ask girls in the shop, I'm like, "Hey, do you care if I like do your hair really quick?" Mm-hmm. And I would like style it, and like sometimes I'd be like, "Hey, do you have another shirt in your car that I could like, you know, change your shirt and you look like a different person?" Like. Yeah. <laughs> well, was and ruthless. you take good photos too. Like the photos look great. Thank the you. girls all look great in the photos, and I they're think, all really pretty. And also, like not to, <laughs> like not to go too far into it, but I think you're almost like, I think you're almost selling a little bit of narcissism too, because you make these girls <laughs> oh, look yeah. fucking great and put their pictures out, so they're gonna want to show everyone. Yes, you know they made someone else's Instagram oh, that yeah. has this many followers. Like yeah. both you and your husband, I think, are social media gurus. Well, to be quite I think honest, you guys have done a really um, good job with your Seth social media. Seth does medias. most of my social media. He does a hell of a job. Did he come up with a hashtag? Uh, I don't know who came up with it. I think, I don't, I don't know how it came about. Le- are you talking about Laylee does my hair? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how that came about, but it just stuck one day. Yeah. Like who does your hair? Laylee does my hair. Yeah. Like- <laughs> so after a couple of months, you already have almost a full clientele list. 
Uh, I was doing really good from yeah. the get go, and I don't. So, anyways, I was like, I want to work for myself, and that caused a lot of, uh, like very uncomfortable conversations with the owner I was working for mm-hmm. because, I mean, how would you like it if some girl that has not been working for you that long that you hired as an assistant and you weren't paying her like yeah. I did not get paid as an assistant at mm-hmm. all so and you know then she starts working for the salon and she's like rocking and rolling and you're getting 60% of her money and then she's like I'm gonna work for myself you're gonna get a flat rate every week yeah it was very uncomfortable and it shouldn't be that it was should, awful that's part of it success that's yeah but not everyone thinks that way so Ooh. it was just Ooh, so you had to get out no, I stayed. I stayed. Is that where you're at right now? No. Okay. But I stayed for a while. <laughs> okay. I would have I would have gotten out of there real quick. Like if there's someone that's not supportive, well, especially I love the owner that of the salon. salon. Like it was. Yeah. But if the, if the person's I, not that's supportive. That's where I started. You, like, I mean, that was a salon that like inspired me to go to hair school where I first started assisting, where I learned everything that I know, mm-hmm. where I became a commission stylist. I mean, that was like, I knew nothing else. Yeah. So let's see. Where so that? how much hate do you get? from other other stylists that, for having like I think that how competitive think is it and with so, your success happening like that throat. fast it was yeah. like so how many it, people don't like you I don't I hope nobody it's like a, but, it's like a Bravo <laughs> show right no <laughs> shut up <laughs> no I think that people think that I just woke up one day and like I had this great life and I mean what people don't understand is that you know I was busting my ass whenever I was in a print I wasn't making anything I would get up you know at like 6 30 to be at the salon at um to to start at nine and I lived in Fort Walton so I was like driving all the way to Destin and then I would work until like 3 45 then I had to be at Mellow to bartend at four yeah. and then I would close the bar so it was not I mean I just it was like I was freaking like mm-hmm. hustle was my middle name yeah absolutely so it's not like i just was like so gifted mm-hmm. and just you know life was so easy it was thought, hard well, probably both it's probably a well, lot I really you know? hard. yeah you had to bust your ass but also mm-hmm. you know I, th- I think talent you can't just discard talent mm-hmm. you know it's a, I, th- I think it's a mixture of of all those things yeah so it right? was it definitely did not come without people being like you know, I mean, look at, I mean, I was working with other people in this salon that have been doing hair for 10 years and they're like waiting on a walk-in mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there like, sorry, you can't take a walk-in cause I'm so busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was a little off-putting, but I didn't, looking back, I should have realized that it was uncomfortable for other people, but I was so happy about it that, and I was just doing my thing that I didn't even notice it. Do you know what I mean? Good. I didn't realize good. that that was happening because there was just a lot of other th- good things happening in my life. I was about to get married. Like, that, I was 24. Yeah, 24. So, yeah, I mean, life was just... And crushing it. Crushing it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, so that was in October of 13. And then January... No, I did that for a whole year. I worked at that salon for a whole other year. And then this opportunity presented itself to go work at another salon and totally do my own thing. I mean, there was not a present owner. I could sell my own retail. I mean, I was like totally on my own. And I went with my two mentors 
to this other salon. So I were was, your uh, were your two mentors at your old salon too? So yes. all three of you left at the all same time. All three of us left. <laughs> so just is think, that other salon still open? <laughs> yes. Oh no. But I mean, just think like you're three. I mean, I was like their top. I was one of their top talents, and they're the my two mentors. They were like obviously their top producers too. Mm-hmm. So think of like your three top people leaving. Yeah. Just peace out. Yeah, was, like in my situation, it'd be like my my top three bands. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. be done. It was that was probably like the hard that was like the hardest decision I ever made, because I didn't want to burn a bridge with somebody, but I knew it had to be burned. I just had to be done Mm -hmm. because it it just it came to a point where it's just like it's in probably in every industry, but I know that in the salon world, it's you're either with us or you're against us, and there's no like there's no in between. Yeah. So I went to this other other salon. I mean, it was great, and um, I liked it, but there's a cigar shop right above it, and there was this faint smell of cigars. So, three weeks ago, I left, and I went to this other salon. Oh, so you just you just I just moved salon, salon, like three okay. weeks ago. January 2nd, I started. Yeah. Okay, so now, do your clients call the salon to set up appointments no, with you, or do they contact you directly? through me. Perfect. Well... They used to call the salon when I worked at the first salon, and um, that I'll never give a salon number out again. <laughs> so you so you quit the salon just because of the cigar smell? Well, I didn't quit a salon because I was just renting a chair. Well, that's not. I'm I mean, sorry. it wasn't. Well, the, the, um, if I, get the I was not wrong. looking to leave at all. Yeah. Um, a few days before Christmas, I get an Instagram message from this chick. She's like, "Hey, I own Primp Salon and." Uh, the market shops of Sandestin. I've loved your work for a long time. I've heard good things about you. I'd love for you to work with me. Uh, I have a chair available. I had a one of my artists just moved to Nashville. Do you want it? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I wasn't really like looking for a place because I was happy enough where yeah. I was, and uh, I was I was just gonna go look to be nice because I thought it was nice for her to like reach out. So. I went over there and I kind of made my decision like on the spot. I was like, I love it. It was it was a vibe. There was yeah. an energy there that just felt good. I mean, the salon was closed, but I like I like the owner. I like how the salon was set up. It was really small. It it felt like like a salon or a space like in Charleston. You know what I mean? Like yeah. small space, full full chairs it, I don't know it just felt good so I went home Seth told me I was crazy for wanting to move he was like you just moved a year ago like what are you thinking you've never complained about where you're at what's going on I was like I mean I've never complained because I'm happy enough but this just feels right yeah and then so I turned in my notice on December 27th and on January 1st the salon that I was working at sold Ooh. oh shit yeah wow Good for you. Well, thank God. No, no, I'm saying like that is best case scenario. Well, it was like you just Absolute. follow your gut. Yeah. Yeah. So you're obviously, you know, you've only been there a few weeks, but you're happy with your new place. Mm-hmm. I've had a good response. How does people. that work, though, um, on the business side of things? You say there's a chair available. How does that work? How do you go about like that being your chair? Like you, you just, pay a monthly fee to the like place? Like weekly. It's like your rent's due every week. So. Okay. Is it a percentage based? No, flat rate. Yeah, no, she's past the percentage base. You t- you do percentage base if you don't have the clientele. If you're, yeah, if you're if you have the clientele, you, you want flat rate. Well, I'm not talking about the sixty forty thing. I'm just saying. No, you no, you choose between rate. the two. 
most, right? Is that correct? Yeah. You would choose yeah. between the two. So if you don't have the clientele, you want to do the percentage because you aren't going to make enough to cover the cost of your chair. If you're right. dominating, and your you're gonna, you're gonna, yeah. No, I got you. I was just, so. like, there's some place, like, there's some restaurants like uh, on the harbor where they don't play, a, they don't pay a flat rate monthly. They pay a percentage of what their sales were. Yeah, that's. Is that what we're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. That's the difference. Yeah, between so their... if you're a renter, you're like an independent contractor. You provide everything. You're just renting a space. Mm-hmm. So like, I provide everything. I handle my own books. But I mean, if I wanted my clients to call the salon and book, they could because that is. A service that of, comes with the rental of the chair. It is, because there's a receptionist, yeah. but I've just done it myself for so long that I, I can... do it, yeah. And all my clients You prefer to do it that way. I prefer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you say you get to sell your own retail as well. So what, do you have that your own little setup place. or... That was at the old place. Yeah. It's kind of like the Wild Wild West. Yeah. And, you know, we could like sell our own retail, but that's just another like... Um, expense over mm-hmm. your head that's mm-hmm. more overhead and for me I'm not a salon owner and I don't want to be right now yeah I just want to rent a chair I don't want to have to deal with like retail or making sure there's toilet paper and trash bags and you know like and that's how it was at this other salon so here I just like rent my chair do the hair they have everything else for me yeah. it's really nice so retail like so you would go to that I, I don't know what it's called but uh my girlfriend still has her yeah. license, so she mm-hmm. goes and buys like, like the wholesale place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. So that's what you just go buy, like say all of your um, American it, Crew stuff, and then you would sell your own stuff. Yeah, that's what I would do at the old place. But now, like, I don't do yeah. any retail at all. I just sell it from them and I make a commission. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So well, I'm really glad to hear that you made that move. I know it was. I mean, I I feel like I'm where I need to be, right now. Yeah, I think you are too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the what's the word? Sync syn- synchronicity, I believe, is the word I'm looking for. Where you know you you, you kind of know you're in the right place just because a mm-hmm. string of events just happen that keep yeah. showing to that to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened to me about three years ago. I had about a year of solid of just freak events that just mm-hmm. happened one right after another after another after another. So I was like, I get this is what I'm doing. Like, this is what I'm doing now. Like, that's just, this mm-hmm. is what I do full time, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's a really, it's like one of the best feelings ever. Yeah. Just to feel like it, like this happened. Like it just, everything just kind of aligned. And mm-hmm. I just feel, I don't know, like everything's in a good place right now. I'm, I feel very lucky that every single person that sits in my chair is someone that I like. Yeah. And because a lot of people don't, and I've had, honestly, two people and I got rid of them because I was like, Bad energy, I'm done, not scheduling you ever again. Yeah. And, I mean, that's got to be a nice feeling, too, to not have to work with people you don't want to. Mm, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd rather not. Yeah. I am booked for eight months straight. <laughs> well, it just feels good to be able to say, I mean, life is too short to do things that you don't want to do. Mm. So, thankfully, like, I've, I'm still very, like, young in my business, and I have so much to still learn but right now i'm able to choose who sits in my chair Mm -hmm. and name my price and it's a really good feeling yeah so i don't don't know what the next thing is i was gonna ask that what do you do you see salon ownership in your future that's a goal that's a yeah when i started short term or long term whenever i started doing this like the response that i got from my parents was Something, you know, they were like, you're way, what they said was, you're way too smart to do that. 
And I wanted to, like, what I want to do one day is maybe, you know, like, raise the standard for what I do. Because I think there's maybe a bad rap on hairdressers that they're not smart or they're high school dropouts or, you know, they don't make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you Google what the average salary of a hairdresser is, it's, like, under $20,000. What? And I, like... You know, I set a goal for what I wanted to make in 2017, and I met it, and it was obviously not $20,000. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just it, – it can be done, and you can be successful, and you can, you know, have a lot of control over your life and still be very, like, financially fruitful. But what I wanted to do was create, like, this image that hairdressers have a great life, and – they make great money and they work in beautiful spaces and they have a great lifestyle. So I would like to create a really cool space that makes girls want to do something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I like I would hate for like someone else to hear that from their parents. Like, you're too smart to like if some girl said, yeah. I want to I go to hair school and her parents like, be Bitch, like, look at Laylee. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what, <laughs> like, if someone said, like, if one person said that, I would, my, I'd be happy. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I would I, like I think you've done an uh, excellent job of branding yourself. Thanks. In a market that you'd probably have to be really creative to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. To, I, I feel like it'd be pretty hard to brand yourself the way you have within that market. Yeah. So. I think it's, I don't know, a lot of pictures. A lot of, yeah. hey. Yeah. yeah. Hey, can I take your picture? It's the hashtag for sure. I think it's around. I, th- I think you have a good hashtag too. Really? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> One time, okay, I was, where was I? I was at like some like function where I didn't know a lot of people and I think it was like a wedding shower and this mm. girl goes, are you Lately Does My Hair? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> Yeah, but, but then you're like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, do you, um, where do you see it? Like, you know, salon ownership possibly, but like, do you like? Are there any aspirations to like, you know, work on movies or TV shows no. and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to do any like a, Not really. I'd have to move for that. Or, I would have to move. Yeah, and you're happy here. I'm you happy like here. here. You know, Seth and I were really happy here. When mm. we first started dating, and this was a big reason where I was, I my mind started churning, and I was like, "How am I gonna, how am I gonna do this here?" Because I wanted to move, and he basically, we we were probably like six months into our relationship, and he's like, "I want to be here. This is where I want to live. This is where I want my life to be. Are you down with that?" And I was like, "Sure, you know." Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> so this is where we're going to be. And I feel like, I think I heard, like you said something on a podcast, maybe with Sean Murphy, that there's so much talent here that you don't have to leave. You yeah. know, like there's so many, I don't, maybe you said, did you say something along those lines? That's a lot of what, of what, of what we got into on his podcast. Yeah. yeah like, I don't feel like I have to leave, you yeah. know, like I feel like if everyone leaves, then what makes us special yeah. and know? that's a big part of what i'm doing on this podcast like when i first started um uh doing this i made a list of just people who I, who i thought were talented people who i thought were doing things on their own terms yeah. and my list was huge 
Yeah. Like, I didn't even know I knew that many people, mm-hmm. let alone people that are insanely talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it really is like when you actually take a look at it, and that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast, not just to inspire people to do what they want to do, but also to bring to the forefront, you know, mm-hmm. what I do is very local on this podcast, but also mm-hmm. bring that to the forefront. Like this community, yeah. um, especially, um, you know, there's all these famous names in Destin, like a lot of the, uh, a lot of these family names you'll hear all over the place, mm-hmm. but like, uh, all of us are next, you know, yeah. like we're the next generation here right. that right. are, that are building, you know, our brands that are building our, right. our careers, um, yeah. here in Destin. And I, I share a similar sentiment that you did as soon as I graduated college, um, you know, cause I spent a lot of time doing things I didn't want to do. As soon as I graduated college, um, I started dating Kelby like my last semester, my mm-hmm. senior year of college. Yeah. And I was going to leave as soon as I graduated. Like as soon as I graduated, I was out the door. I was already looking yeah. at places like yeah. I was looking at Jacksonville. I was yeah. looking, I want to be anywhere. Right you know, here. I was looking at Atlanta. Um, you know, I was thinking about going to work for Sweetwater and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. any of that. I was just, I was ready to go, ready to get yeah. out of here. And then I met Kelby mm-hmm. and it just so happens that right when I met her, I started kind of doing the booking thing too. And then mm-hmm. here we are what, four and a half, five years yeah. later. And you've made like a really good business here. out of it. Right. Yeah. Right. And I no longer, uh, it really bothers me when people just you hear a lot of people that leave, you know, they're like, fuck Destin. We need to yeah. get out of here. This place it's, is a, this place is a hole. You know, it's whatever. Paradise, no, I just think know, I think like, a lot of it is your attitude and the people you're hanging out with. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. So, and it's really fun when they leave here, but then you still like, you can catch them like on social media, like still involving themselves, like <laughs> like the drama around here and shit. I'm like, yo, you moved fifteen hundred miles away, I know. And, and look what you're doing. Yeah, you're still same. miserable over mm-hmm. over these events here. No, so. I mean I love this place, and I feel like there's a lot of, I mean. You know, like, just for example, and this is just on my mind because we brought it up earlier, like, Casey. Mm-hmm. She is so freaking talented. Yep. She, I mean, she's done Fashion Week. She's been invited to New York Fashion Week. I mean, and she's still here. I mean, you can you can still live here and have, like, a great life. Absolutely. You know, and make money. Yeah. And, you know, be comfortable, so. And when you look at it, we live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. Right. For sure. Yeah. I mean, so in some parts, in some parts not so much too, but yeah, definitely not for Fulton. You know, um, <laughs> no, we we just moved from what? there, so she definitely gave, not what she just gave F Dub some hate. No, I Ooh, did not. If you no, give F Dub hate, what do you think of Crestview? Oh my god, my parents live there. So Don't do mine. Even. Mine do too, and I fucking hate it. Really? I mean, I do not go there like ever unless it's to see my. But my parents have a beautiful place and. You know, I just go to there. It's like I'm just like beeline for their I house. Do, I do the same thing. I, I would drive never in, go to like I go directly Walmart. to my parents' house, and I dip. About once every two years, I have to go, I have to pick something up at Walmart Mm-mm. before I go there. Uh, <laughs> my parents moved me to Crestview before my eighth grade year from Virginia. And Washington D.C. are the two places I lived before I moved to Crestview. Why? Florida. Like, why were th- my dad was military? Oh, okay. So, uh, it uh, it was gnarly. It was the worst. <laughs> I was pretty mad. I was pretty upset. For I had a really hard time. Well, my family's from Shalimar, you know? yeah. and they moved to Crestview for real estate, real estate like reasons. My, yeah, my grandparents were you big af- time real yeah. estate. They yeah. like moved up there in like the seventies when Crestview started to kind of like pop off. Mm-hmm. And never left. Yeah, so. yeah. Jeez, yeah. I, I, I had yeah, something I, I was gonna say about. 
was about Fort Walton. Well, no, just how people how people from Destin look at Fort Walton and like how people from uh, Fort Walton look at Crestview. Let's get Seth Newby on here because yeah. he was like such a hater. Seth Newby went to high school with me in Crestview. Too. I know, and he was like the worst one. Yeah. Always hating on Crestview and Fort Walton. You're from Crestview. She's from Crestview. I'm not from Crestview. I lived in Crestview for I'm from. I am from Crestview. I'm not. Seth Williams is too. I've lived here way longer than I lived in Crestview. I lived in Alaska for longer than I lived in Crestview. So I'd be from Alaska. I don't. I don't know how. I, I think my parents. I think my dad's about to retire, and I think when. I think when he's done, I think they might. Is he they still might. in the military? Oh no, or is he, he like he a did, contractor. He did something? twenty years military, twenty years contractor. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's about to be done with all that, and I think he might get out of there. Um, but who knows? He's really involved in the, the church there and stuff too. What so church does he go to? Emmanuel. <gasps> I went to Emmanuel. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was like. With Mark Siegel. Mark Siegel. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Mark yes. Siegel was my youth pastor. <gasps> oh my at gosh. First Baptist. Oh my gosh. Before he went to pastor. At Emmanuel. At Emmanuel, yes. And then Ian became the pastor. Were you... Ian, were you, at, I, I never went to Emmanuel. You never went to Emmanuel. Mm, okay, no. never mind. Never mind. No, I uh, I just went to First... I went to First Baptist, and Siegel left like when I was in like 10th grade. Mm-hmm. And then I started working. And, yeah. And kind of didn't... Lost my involvement with there. And my parents... My parents made the move <laughs> from uh, First to Emmanuel yeah. with Siegel. Yeah, I think a lot of people did. Yeah. He was great, though. Now he's in, like, Tuscaloosa and... Yeah, something like that. Jacksonville, I think. Or, oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. it is Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah I think he's yes. in Jacksonville. Yeah, Tuscaloosa, then Jacksonville, yeah. So I had breakfast with him, like, two years ago with my dad oh. in Jacksonville. We went to, like, see a, a Jaguars. Like, we went to see the like, Jaguars play the Lions or something like that. Hmm. And uh, got to catch up with Siegel. Were you... Were you... What? <laughs> I don't know if I should talk about this. What? Um, a a large sum of I didn't. Were you still at Emmanuel when all the money went missing? Oh my gosh. Um. Yes. Like it was something like, it was a lot of money. It was a lot. Correct. Of money. Like it was the secretary. That's yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. What did the secretary do? She stole you a bunch you of might money. know more than like I do em, about it. it. I don't I know a lot about it. Thing. She yeah. She like a bunch of money went like to her. It was like sixty k or something, but I think more than that. I think it was more than sixty k. She was like in charge of like the books or something. Mm-hmm. Like everything went through her. Oh, just kind of skimming. Ooh, yeah, it was bad. I mean, I was like in high school, so I didn't really pay attention to stuff like that at that time. That was like the least of my worries. Yeah, but I remember it because her daughter was like my age, and I remember they like pulled her out of school and stuff. It was bad. Yeah, it's so really sad. weird that the pastor left right around that time too, though. <laughs> yeah, that's suspicious. <laughs> Was it Mark? Oh, I don't think he had anything to do with. No that. one does. Everyone loves Mark. Yeah, I mean, I don't. But okay, I like okay, to okay. To, in all fairness, wrong. I feel that you know, Mark I don't. Siegel, are you listening? I don't. I don't want to put anyone down. But one thing I will say, and I think everyone could agree with this: um, being the pastor of a church like that, if that amount of money goes missing, you have to do one of two things: either you were involved with it, or you were negligent of something you should have known about. I feel like that amount of money can't go missing with you bearing zero responsibility of it whatsoever if you are the pastor of a place. Yeah, that's true. Is that fair? Yeah, that's That's fair enough to say. Without putting anyone on the the burner or anything. I I mean, how much money is is coming into that church? A lot. Yeah. It was like one of the biggest churches in town. I mean, and then how long was this 
I don't I don't know enough to really talk about it, but I know that it was significant enough for to have like several investigators come in there. She went to jail. Yeah, people went to jail. Shit like that. It was really bad. So. And it was, and I feel like, also, it's always the last person you'd expect when something like that happens. So. Um. I I would like to think it's always the secretary. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a good clue. <laughs> I'll take the secretary <laughs> in the Sunday school office <laughs> with a checkbook. <laughs> uh, was Kenny uh, was Kenny like the, a youth pastor there or something like that? I don't know who Kenny is. It Kenny was Ian. And, when Kenny I was and there. Roslyn, I think, Mm-mm. or Jocelyn. Kenny and Jocelyn. No, we had Ian. He was wonderful. He was yeah. amazing. So you went there. Um, I was through like I, like I we started when I was like in seventh grade yeah and then I was there all through high school. Sweet, right on. Well, we just took a turn there. But anyway, let's let's pick it back up. Um, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about youth group stories? No, <laughs> yeah. I didn't really have good ones. You know, you know, you can't talk about pledge stories. You can't talk about youth group stories. Well, I didn't. I don't. I was like goody two shoes. Yeah. Like in college. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, before college, I was like straight laced. I mean, I remember when every youth camp that we went to, there was always like some kids that would like bring beer and have sex. Like there was on, always on church trips. Oh my gosh! Yes. There was I always... never knew about Weird. that. Weird. Are you serious? Like I feel like Shane was the person that. <laughs> Not on my church. I never. I never knew about that happening on my church kids. trips. We'd do it on chorus trips, but we wouldn't do it See, on church trips. See, it's like trips. the same. It was church trips, and we, there would always be like someone, like a little like group of people, and I was never in that group. Yeah. So I don't have any good stories. Yeah, it'd be like, hey, you want to drink beer and have sex? No. Here, <laughs> here to learn about Jesus. <laughs> I was, you know what though, I honestly, until my senior year, I was the same way. Um, I didn't, I didn't party in high yeah, school. Yeah, I didn't drink in high I school was, at all. I was a pretty dedicated youth group goer. Me too. You know, um, every time church was open, I would do it. I was, a, I was a pretty good kid for the most part. Me too. Go, going into my senior year, though, it changed though. Going into my senior year, because mm-hmm. then like I discovered marijuana, and, mm-hmm. and like, uh, you know, I still didn't drink a lot. I didn't drink very much, but. Definitely started to party a little bit, but I went into my uh, my freshman through junior year. I had like a three seven, like a three seven uh-huh. GPA. My senior year, there were only like four classes that I had, and uh-huh. I ended up like with like a three one or three zero or something or two. Did you just not yeah, go? no, I didn't go. And I would took like I took like PE, weightlifting, and then I had to take Mr. Martin. Uh, Mr. Martin probably wasn't there when you were still there. The economics. Coach Martin? No, old Martin. I think he left like a year or two after I did. Yeah. But you know how in your senior year you had was to take he the one that economics? Got in trouble? I hope so. I think he was he, a dick. No, he was the one that got in trouble, I think. Like he like did something inappropriate with the student. Like Ooh, something bad. I don't know about that. Are you sure? There were like three Martins. Oh. There yeah. was one of them, I think. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it was him. Chris, you just be wild, man. You just, you all just oh my gosh, my senior year there was this there was this teacher money. that was like Jesus. sleeping with the students. Oh, that he, happened at that happened. She when like I was bought there him too. a stereo system. Nice. Oh, it was she and him. See, for me, it was him and her. There was, was a, a dude guy. that was. It was like this sweet little. That's like, so small, right. You, you said she special... bought him a stereo system. <laughs> <laughs> it was a black guy. <laughs> in Crestview. Oh my god. We could hear him coming a mile away. We were like, yeah, he, he's banging teacher. Got that stereo <laughs> system. Oh, my gosh. It was 
Yeah, that's such a crespy thing. Yeah. Well, I guess it happens everywhere, probably. What? The like teachers, teachers sleeping. Oh, shut <laughs> Both. <laughs> no, like the teachers sleep. There's always like a teacher that sleeps with a student. Like every year there's always like something. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we had um, one of the girls that were, um, one of the girls that went to youth group was uh, banging one of the teachers there. Yeah, a male teacher. So, I mean, I thought my golf coach was hot. Who was your golf coach? Coach Small. Yeah, he was a good-looking dude. I he think he was like there when George I was there. Clooney. Yeah. He was gorgeous. So I was on the golf team. Yeah. Do you play golf still? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> your parents, where do you where do your parents live in Shoal River? No, my parents live off Old Bethel Road. Okay. Um, it like meets up to my dad's land. He's on like mm. two hundred acres. So. Baller. Yeah. Um. You should get your parents to open up your own salon. That'd be great. Be like, look at all this success dad. I've had. You guys. I've tried. You I'm guys like, dad, this is your that... retirement plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. The, he's, he's. Yeah, pops could split money with you renting chairs and shit. Yeah. I've like I think totally it's tried. But um, he says I'm not ready to be in charge of other people yet. So. Okay. I'm, but that's fair. I mean, I've. Yeah, fair enough. I've not been doing it long enough to. I'm just good at taking care of myself that is true you could be very good at what you're doing and and uh, and all that but you could be shit at managing people I, you never I know. know yeah and i think he knows that about me because mm-hmm. he says this my dad's a business owner also he's yeah. like i'm a great performer what business is your dad on are you allowed he's, to say yeah um he's like um he's like a contractor okay like he develops builds things Builder? yeah yeah cool. just like yeah stuff like that he has like oh. different businesses and stuff yeah so but yeah my parents are divorced so they've been divorced since i was like two years old but i got remarried shortly after him my mom got divorced and they were married for like 19 years so she had a huge part in raising me and i have a little brother and he's 16 and um he basically like wants to go to work with my dad every day instead of going to school (laughs) yeah literally it's all good it's empty well, I got a little splat on the. Yeah, okay. I wanted uh, put that like, over there. like in my junior year, I begged my parents to let me be homeschooled, mm-hmm. just because I, like I said, I went to Crestview High School. You know? I liked Crestview. You did? You, you like you liked going to school and stuff? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like being part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean everyone was nice, and um, I had a lot of friends. Well, yeah, but like it wasn't it wasn't weird to you, and I don't know if it was this way when you were there. I would assume it was because I don't think you went that like that much time but you know a decade after me though probably i guess that is a little bit when of time. did you graduate oh one yeah a decade yeah so uh but when i went it was still it was like pretty pretty segregated still what do you mean segregated i mean like uh rednecks hung out with each other there was uh, a, yeah. black kids hung out with each other yes like there was very very little like inter circle yeah. and racial mingling and that wasn't anything that i was used to like I'm because you were from any, like bigger cities wherever, and stuff. just yeah, or just yeah, not even in the north. I, Virginia and and DC isn't really north, mm-hmm. but even so, it wasn't. And I, I, a lot of times, I went to military school bases too, so the military is very diverse as well. Yeah. Um, but that was just I couldn't believe that that was a thing that still existed. Mm-hmm. Like when I went to the school, I was like, "Holy shit!" It's like you read in like it's like Forrest Gump, <laughs> you know? Like I, the, like, I guess I didn't really <laughs> notice it, but. That now, like looking back, yeah, it was it's weird. segregated. Like, well, the there was a, still there segregated. was literally 
a part of like there was a hallway that I would not walk down. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we called it. Like, What'd you call it? No. I don't What'd you know. call it? No. I signed that you're form. All your, you're leaving all your good stories we out. We called it Africa because it was oh, like. Oh Christ, Laylee. No, I'm serious. <laughs> it was this part of. It was this part of the hallway. I was like, I'm not going down there because it was just like. It was crazy. What and the it's fuck? not. It's, what the fuck is no, it was like I was scared. Are you making jungle sounds now? No, too? I was scared. I was literally. I was scared. I didn't name it that. That's what it was called. I was like, I'm not going down that hallway. No, no, shut up. No, I just did not want to go down that hallway. I had no reason to, but it was just like. I, it was scary. It was like the part of it mm. was like going through like a bad part of town, pretty much. It's, it, but you're right; it was yeah. very segregated because there was no mm-hmm. people. Like my friends weren't down there. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going down there. Yeah, and like just I mean, to be honest, that was like it was pretty disturbing to me, just because I wasn't used to it. Yeah, you know, it wasn't a thing that I thought still happened, but it does. Mm-hmm. But it's a for huge for sure. school. Too. And then, and then, I mean, to I mean, I that was shocking with to me. People yeah, that that was class. shocking to me. Like in ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. That was shocking to me, but to learn like the, it's still that way mm-hmm. in 2008, nine. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about. Um, just like the schools now with the with the middle schools now. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I understand it, the uh, you know a certain type of kid goes to this middle school, and a certain type of what do you mean kid goes to the like the middle schools are separated. Like like a lot of a lot of people oh. are getting waivers to send. Because they, they want their kids to go to this school because it's the better yeah. one. I think it's always kind of been like that, though. Like, yeah. parents want their kids to go to certain schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, my little brother went to Rocky Bayou Christian Academy, so. Ooh. We have an ongoing thing on this podcast about Rocky what? Bayou. Well, they pulled him out when he went to high school because they yeah. wanted him to, like, be normal. There yeah. you go. You're right. Yeah. Rocky well, Bayou Michael needed a... the extra attention, yeah. like the small classroom sizes. It wasn't like a, yeah. it wasn't like a religious thing because my parents are not mm-hmm. like overly real. I mean, yeah, I'm not overly religious either, but it was like he needed that extra attention, like small classroom sizes. Yeah. Rocky Bayou is a strange place because half of it, half of it are people who want their kids to go there because it's a Christian school. Uh-huh. And then the other half of it are people whose kids have gotten kicked out of public they got, school. They fucked up. Oh. And they can't go to public school anymore. Uh, well, Michael wasn't either of them. Yeah. So they just they just have to go to private school. Oh, I don't know. So good thing good thing he got to go to regular school. Yeah, but... Michael might have more issues. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just... My little brother, he's literally so different. Mm-hmm than me i mean i never struggled in school i always like we were just so different he just he wants to like go to welding school yeah but i think that's great i mean yeah i mean there needs to be people that do that you know my dad said the other at christmas we were so i have a stepbrother and he graduated from yale and he works in manhattan and he's like was a valedictorian of my class clearly the smartest person that i know and my dad was like telling him there has to be both there has to be the people that are like you know that build the roads and weld the things and then there also has to be like people that graduate from Yale. (laughs) you know what i mean and like that's who my little brother is like he's precious and he wants to do those things and yeah 
you know, I think that's really cool. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all, for nope. sure. But he's also a Rocky Bayou Christian Academy. Yeah. Well. Product. <laughs> yeah, well, not anymore, right? No, no. He's a Crestview product. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Where did you go to school, Shane? Fort Walton. Yeah. Yeah. We're an advanced placement institute. Is that really? Mm. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, I never had any of those issues at Fort Walton. What about, like, the uh, segregation like, and stuff? No. I guess I, did, I didn't really notice it until, like, looking back. But I, I didn't think anything was weird about it. I thought everyone had those problems in their school. Like, Mm-mm. No, that's not a typical thing. That's not usual. Mm. Like groups hanging out together? I mean, people, that is, but not like strictly cl- by race. Things get yeah. clicky. But, uh, but I, see, I, did, I did witness that when I, I finished my senior year in Atlanta. And in Atlanta, it was like that. Um, like and, segregated like that? Yeah. And, and it wasn't necessarily like a, um, I don't know, forced thing. And that, that was a huge school. I mean, you're talking like, you know, it was f- four fucking stories. I think I graduated. Well. Yeah, they have like, like morning the, students the, and evening students yeah, and stuff. Like, yeah. what? Like, the graduate, like the graduating class was supposed to be, I think, uh, right around 950. Yeah. I think it actually ended up only being like 250. But uh, oh yeah, it's oh bad. My God. Uh, but it got it was it was it was like that. It was and we've talked about this before. It's self segregation. It was you know what I mean. A lot the, of it is. The Indian well, kids hung yeah. out with the Indian kids. The Korean kids hung out with the Korean kids. The black kids hung out with the black kids. Uh, and then there were some overlaps, and that just had to do with what neighborhood you were growing up in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And I would assume that Crestview is is like that, <clears throat> but it's because you have. A black neighborhood and a white neighborhood you know what I mean so yeah. those are the people you hang out with those are the people you've grown up around and so when you go to school together those are the people mm-hmm. you're going to hang out with yeah no a lot of I the mean, athletes somewhat, yeah. at Crestview like all the like like all-star athletes they were black yeah you know what I mean and they all hung out together I mean the I, I graduated with a guy that now he's in the NFL mm-hmm. and I mean he's black I from Crestview? Yeah. Who's that? Chris Pickett. I don't know if he's in the NFL still. Yeah. He was. He did get drafted. Mm-hmm. He went to Troy with me. Okay. He was one of like the 15. <laughs> yeah. My graduating class went to Troy. But yeah. It's just, I don't know. I when, I when I moved there in eighth grade, I remember seeing the most talented athlete I ever saw. It was a guy named Kelvin Brown. And um, unfortunately, he made it to 10th grade, and then that was it. Just never just he just quit. didn't go to school anymore. Yeah. Just did whatever. What's he doing now? Like, but dude, I mean, the dude was built. Who I I would have. He wasn't a friend of mine. I would oh. have no idea what he's doing now. <laughs> you haven't kept up. Yeah, he's not yeah. gonna be on the podcast. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Um, unless you want to be and you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Yeah, it's an interesting place. Well, anyway, I I appreciate you coming on. I hope you enjoyed yourself Thanks. for sure. I feel like we talked a lot about Crestview. We did. We got off on Crestview, but uh, we have that in common, so that's yeah, not. You guys are Crestview true. kids. It's not a. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a thing. Um, so, so if anybody wants to uh, to follow you, they can follow you on Instagram at Laylee Does My Hair. That's spelled L A. L I E. L I E Does My Hair. Yep. And um, you're not. You're so busy. You aren't even taking new clients, huh? Got it like that. Yeah. You wish you had like three of you, don't you? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm try. I'm I'm only taking people that I really want right now. Yeah. Do you feel like, overworked? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to scale back a little bit. Yeah. I want a family one day, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to find like that work-life balance. So. I had a really hard time for two years. The first two years I started my business, like I thought. Yeah. I'm surprised like Kelby still married me and it's hard. Yeah. Because there was no off, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, there still isn't like this thing, this phone still goes off all the time, but I've just found a better way to manage my time. Yeah. I try to like give myself office hours and stuff like that, but you have to respond to people Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just like, so yeah, I do wish there were more of me, but one day there will be. Yeah. You know, (laughs) (laughs) they'll just be trained by me. Yeah. I'll just be like, here, go see this person yeah well so. congratulations on all the success you've you. had so far it's been uh you know uh we aren't super close but i've been watching you know and see it and you do my wife's hair and everything so yeah. it's been really fun to watch it's, uh, i love yeah <laughs> yeah um so i just i don't know i really love seeing people um who uh who find their niche and, and become successful uh in a in a pretty quick amount of time that's always inspiring and, and uh thanks for coming on thanks for you know you're welcome back whenever tell your husband to come on too Hopefully he'll be in soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd we'll, be a good one. We'll do that. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely interested in talking to him. So, uh, y'all, send us in any questions or whatever to wimty w i m t y dot podcast at gmail dot com. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. Hit us up. Talk to you later.